0: Welcome to a side quest episode of which game first side quests are our mini episodes that are more casual and you'll find them right in your which game first podcast feed on this side quest Joe and Mike talk about the history of Shogi a Japanese version of chess that was played in the presence of the Emperor
1: okay our subject for today is Japanese chess oh I'm about to get schooled okay (laughs) It's better known <laughs> in Japan as Shogi. Shogi. Yes. And it has a long and involved history, much like chess does. Did they use it for like war games and stuff? Yes, they, they had that dimension of military tactics and sort of thinking in advance how a battle should be run. So like up and coming, like generals and lieutenants and stuff would play Shogi against each other and stuff. That's right. Not only that, but there are pieces on the board called generals. Oh, okay. there's the gold generals and there's silver
2: generals. Do they have like equivalents of like pawns and knights and rooks and all
1: that? Well, they do have pawns. You got to have pawns. And they do have pieces called lances that can only move forward in a straight line. I want to pull back the focus a little bit and just go into what some of the broad differences between shogi and chess are. Do it. Shogi games usually take a little longer than chess games. About 60 to 70 moves is typical. And the average chess game, I think, is something more like 50 moves. So if we were playing it, it would be like 500 moves. That's right. Uh, and Shogi has a well-developed handicap system, which is in general use. You mean like a catch-up mechanism type situation? Yeah. If one player is clearly stronger than the other, then there are handicap systems where... you. You start off with less pieces or fewer pieces that are almost mathematical with the precision with which you can handicap yourself. The most striking difference Mm -hmm. between the two games is that in Shogi, pieces captured from your opponent are retained and you can drop them back into play as one of your pieces.
2: Did they go to the camp first and then you actually brainwash the pieces to work for you? It's very much like that. Uh, (laughs) For real? Does that reflect something in like uh, the Japanese style of war?
1: There are times when in various Japanese conflicts where if you lost the battle, they would say, well, you could either commit seppuku now and die honorably or you don't have to do that if you swear fealty to me.
2: Remember the good old days when people had honor enough to switch sides?
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> now, this single feature about having the piece that were once your enemy's pieces becoming your pieces, that affects the game in a lot of different ways. One is that it makes the play more dynamic. Yeah, it's got
2: to be easier than getting your, your pawn to the other side of the board, too. You just take a piece and then you brainwash it and then you change the odds. Yeah,
1: Material advantage is less important in shogi than momentum is if you can keep attacking and attacking and attacking you're in much better shape than trying to sort of fortify your position
2: is there a single piece on the board that just gets taken out and it's over like chess or is there you have to just destroy the whole army
1: no it's the king you have to take they still have a king okay cool they still have a king that you that you take not only that but the gold and silver generals especially the gold general is a piece that That often ends up moving one square at a time, and it's supposed to sort of stick close to the king to protect the king.
2: Oh, this is like his last line of defense. (laughs) That's cool. Does the Silver General ever get jealous of the Gold General, who can just go wherever the heck he wants to?
1: Well, the Silver General has only one move that it can't do that the Gold General can, and I believe that it is actually retreating. It can only retreat one one (laughs) space at a time.
2: So he probably makes fun of him all the time because... He doesn't have a retreat function. Only the other guy does. I'm, I'm super loyal and you can't even, all you can do is run away. That's what makes you special. How does he retreat? What is the retreating
1: function? How does that work? The gold general is basically a slightly weaker king in power mm-hmm. about what he can do on the board. And, you know, he's supposed to stay near the king as a bodyguard. He can go to any square touching the square he's starting from except the two diagonals to his rear. And the gold is, is never promoted. He stays himself wherever he is. He stays true to himself no matter where he is on a board. Well, that's right. He's all about loyalty to the king or mm-hmm. the shogun or the emperor or whoever. Now, the silver is also a weaker king. But in retreat, all he gets is the two diagonal rear squares. He can't go straight to the side or straight back like the gold can Tell me about some of the other guys on there. The lands go straight forward, never backward. The pawns.
2: Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) So he never he can't turn around and go backwards ever. Like he just goes forward and then he gets stuck at the edge of the board. What happened there?
1: Well, he can be captured by the other player and then dropped on the board again. Yeah. Going the other way. Yeah. There are no colors on the board and all of the pieces on the board are the same color.
2: My my pieces are the same color as your pieces. That's right. So now I can't do that little switcheroo where I switch our pieces when you're not looking.
1: We tell your pieces from my pieces by mm-hmm. which way they are pointing. Also, oh, it's even easier to cheat. You just sneeze and just turn one of them the other direction. (laughs) I suppose he could. Yeah. That would take some getting used to, for me, is playing chess. I'm used to thinking, Okay, I took out one of his bishops, so his bishops can only go on the white squares. So I'm going to make sure that my king is on a black
2: square. Do they have diagonally moving pieces, too? Yes, they do. It kind of sounds like you're encouraged to kind of inch your king up towards the center of the board, too, on this game. Because you have these two guys that stick around him and hang out and they're pretty powerful in their little zone. So, so, and in in regular chess, you know, you're trying to take control of the center of the board anyway, but you want to leave your king kind of as far back as you can when you do that. You have bodyguards for a reason because your king is tough and they're tough too. Yeah. You can take the center of the board with them.
1: There's also a promotion line. Mm -hmm. There are two dotted lines on the board called promotion lines. It's like before the edge of the board. Yeah, which run across the board. And if your piece penetrates deeply enough into my territory, so you get across the promotion line, then the piece of yours that made it gets promoted and gets extra power. You get promoted. So you're the Uber Knight
2: or Uber Lancer now, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's German. Narragoma is the uh, process where a promoted piece becomes stronger. Getting different moves as a result of moving across the promotion line. Since Shogi's played on a nine by nine board, nine squares across and nine squares up and down, it's divided into three parts. There's your camp, the enemy camp, and there's a no man's land in the middle. Well,
2: that's the that's where the fighting starts.
1: That makes you feel like fighting. It's actually more like
2: each side is trying to defend the area past that middle area because I want to get into your back area to get my super cool upgrade moves and pr- plus protect your king.
1: Also, ranged play is less important in Shogi than it what? is in chess. Whoa, ranged? Wait, hold yeah. up, hold up. Ranged play? You have archers? The piece that we know as the rook uh, is generally thought to go all the way back to the very first, you know, stirrings of a chess-like game, which came from India. What they used as a rook was symbolized on the board by an elephant. The first instance of the elephant in the room. Arches in the in the howdah, you know, on top of the elephant's howdah, back were, were a lot harder to hurt, uh, but they could fire in straight lines.
2: And this is the Indian one, the Indian version, which was, you're saying, before the
1: Chinese version. Or Japanese version, sorry. That's right. That's right. It didn't actually get to Japan until maybe the 7th century. This is at least two or three centuries earlier than that. Whoa, we're bringing it way back. I think back. 570 AD was when when that was first
2: going on. It almost makes you feel like fighting was really important to all cultures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't the Egyptians have one before them?
1: I'm not aware of a game, of a like, chess-like game, in the sense of having a, you know, a confined square board and different pieces with different you know, powers and limitations. Huh. There was a game called Senate. Senate. That's it. Yeah. Is that chess-like? I think that's more like a nine men's Morris game. If I Oh, so we're just, sorry, I'm, I'm traveling too know, far back in history. Correctly. I want
2: to get back to Japan
1: soon. So <laughs> bring me to India first and then bring me back to the Japan. The Indian version uh-huh. of chess at the time is was called Chaturanga. And oh, that was invented okay. by the legendary Emperor Ravana to exercise his generals. And um, it literally translates to four limbs. <laughs> okay. Which like the normal amount of limbs. Cool. <laughs> it translates to normal person. It was supposed to represent parts of India's military at the time. The infantry, the cavalry, the chariots, and the elephants. Oh, okay. Okay. The four armed services. Cool. And then it spread to Persia, where it became Shatranj. And the word "checkmate" ultimately derives from "shah," a word that survived all the way into the twentieth century, meaning king, uh-huh. and mat, meaning dead, and perhaps surfacing in the Spanish dead. word "matar" to kill. <laughs> yeah, kill. Yeah, the the king is killed. The king is dead. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. So
2: checkmate. Now it sounds so much more polite, though. You're like, checkmate. like check please it's over
1: (laughs) but it really means murder the king (laughs) china's eventually affected shogi and chess around 600 a.d Mm -hmm. and instead of the castling maneuver that you know came up later in, in european chess in their version the commander was provided with a special enclosure which he could not leave and special bodyguards who also could not leave and had to stay in there with him. It's kind of like the forbidden palace. But that's pretty boring for your king piece. By now, shogi has hit Japan and they started making different versions of shogi. Little shogi came first. It had one elephant, two leopards and a flying chariot. All right, that's a good squad. That sounds way more yeah. interesting than a couple of pawns. It also had a mysterious person. On the board, what? referred to only as the diagonal runner, he's the assassin. <laughs> well, he probably became the bishop eventually in uh, well, European chess.
2: <laughs> but for now, in my mind, he's the assassin. <laughs> so, like, how many pieces
1: were there actually? Little Shogi had forty-six pieces. Whoa! And little then, Shogi
2: had forty-six pieces.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Then the, there was middle Shogi, which had a twelve by twelve board uh-huh. and ninety-two pieces So the. Board got bigger to accommodate more pieces. Now, if there's a little shogi and there's a middle shogi. Of course, there's an uber shogi, gigantor shogi. There's a great shogi with 15 by 15 squares on the board and 130 pieces. A great, great shogi. Great, great? (laughs) Get out of here. Now you're making it up. (laughs) That's got 17 squares on a side and 192 pieces. <laughs> then it starts to get serious. So you have the next step is the Renaissance Fair version where it's real people that have to play on the board. There came Maka Great Great Shogi, which was <laughs> 19 by 19.
2: You are totally making this crap up.
1: It's 192 pieces. <laughs> that included not only the gold and silver generals, but also copper generals, iron generals, stone generals, and clay varieties. What? Wow. And you had to memorize all these pieces
2: promotion status, too. So if one of your 65 general type pieces gets to the other side, they all have different promotion moves.
1: I think that's likely. Oh, my God. Because the next four ranks are actually sort of a different area of the board. They're the jungle, which includes furious dragons, raging tigers, blind boars, soaring phoenixes, hard biting wolves, thrashing serpents, and a guy called Old Rat. (laughs) Where did this game go? I want to play it right now. Well, we're not sure exactly when this was invented, but there is historical documentation of this particular version of the game having been played in the presence of the emperor of Japan.
2: Is there enough stuff online to recreate this bad boy? It sounds like you know what all the pieces are, right? And how big the board is. And if you know how they move and what the wind conditions are,
1: we can make this bad boy. I suppose we could. Oh, I, I don't know if a modern audience would have. Uh, are you kidding me? I don't know the attention span to go through all this. But
2: if you have you seen Ed's table, the kind of games he plays. Remember um, Twilight Imperium, how we had six thousand chits all over the board? Yeah, that's true. This game would work. This game would totally work now.
1: They documented that game taking place in the Emperor's presence on September 12th, 1142 A.D. And it lasted for 32 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and it is certainly one of the most complicated board games ever played. The greatest and uh, grandest version of Shogi. I don't that
2: believe you, Joe. This is not going to be the biggest one.
1: <laughs> You're going to have a bigger one after this. It's uh, 25 squares on a side and 354 pieces. Oh, my God. No historical record exists of a bad sport ever overturning the board yeah nobody ever played that that's why
2: <laughs> yeah I'm sure in oldie times even they were like this even though we have tons of time to kill because we don't have iPhones this is still way too big and
1: long Shogi eventually spread to other parts of the world mm-hmm. so most of the written literature across you know that's published across the world about this game is in Japanese oh. and of course before the Industrial Revolution, Japan fostered a policy of isolation for centuries before the Meiji, the Meiji Restoration in 1868, I think it was. Yeah,
2: they had to isolate themselves to perfect this game.
1: Although with match production, it, wouldn't be, it would probably be easier to make gigantic <laughs> games.
2: Imagine, like imagine this on the shelf at the game store. <laughs> imagine this being mass produced, <laughs> 10,000 copies of this being shipped on, a, on the boat from China. No. I mean, and
1: probably the pieces are made out of stone. Like, come on. The rise of internet play has revitalized interest in Shogi World 1. It's going through kind of a resurgence now.
2: Oh, really? People are playing it again? Uh Uh-huh. That's wild. So, so like, we can play each other right now if we
1: wanted to. Yeah. All right. As soon as this is done, I'm looking it up. Today, if you Google current reigning Shogi champion... Here's what you get. The current level of interest in shogi has not been seen since 1996 when Yoshiharu Habu made a clean sweep to hold all seven top shogi titles at once. A uh, uh, Habu, age 46, a ninth Dan, retains three of the titles and remains one of the most famous shogi players. Now, Dan is a... It's like with bla- with with karate belts, right? It's like level. Uh, not just karate belts. That's... What people associate it most with in America. With Korean martial arts, took on the system of going th- through an organized system of tests to see whether you were worthy to go up a stage in whatever discipline you were pursuing. It wasn't always martial arts, sometimes it was flower arranging, you know, Ikebana or calligraphy so it just means
2: levels is that what you mean like like third because you call somebody a third don black belt or whatever so that's right so they so they use that for flower rangers third don flower ranger (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) so they, they give them belts too
1: yes sometimes they would get some sort of insignia to wear uh sometimes there was a sash
2: so that's cool you walk into basically a chess match. It's so and it's not nerdy over there. You walk into a chess match with your proud sash on with like three stripes on it. That's
1: right. <laughs> I'd watch that. I think flower ranging is some of the more nonviolent, less physical ones, take like twelve. I
2: mean, you've taken martial arts, right? You know what the tests are like when you have to go before your teachers and do a whole bunch of specific things. What is it like for the flower arranger? Like, are they super nervous? Sorry, I'm I'm <laughs> totally getting off track, but I I, I want to know more. <laughs> I want to know more about this flower arrangement uh, belts. I want to see somebody with their cool sixth degree black belt and flower <laughs> arrangement.
1: I mean, the movements are so delicate. I mean, you really can't overplay your hand. You. Where do we leave off? We we're talking about a board game, right? Well, the sort of things that will make people enthusiastic about a game is often who the game's reigning champion is, Mm -hmm. and especially if they want to cheer for people from their favorite school or their favorite country. How have I never heard of this game at all? Japan's youngest professional shogi player, 14-year-old Sota Fujii set the all-time record for most consecutive wins in a winning streak that has reignited public interest in the traditional board game.
2: So does that make him cool or does that make him a nerd?
1: Oh, I'm I'm sure it makes him I'm sure it makes him both. Fujii, a junior high school student, his first professional game ever began a string of 29 consecutive victories.
2: snap. See, in my head, when you say something like fourth, Don, Black Belt, whatever, I'm picturing like Mr. Miyagi, like an old guy who's like showing the youngins how it goes and defeating the hungry upstart. But apparently they start pretty young if they're already winning multiple championships at the age of
1: 14 to 19. The winner of the Rayo tournament final Takes home the largest prize purse of that year, which in this case was about forty-three million yen. Whoa! Is that like five hundred bucks? It's almost half a million American.
2: Half a million—that's like more than the StarCraft champions take home. This is serious business over there.
1: So Shogi is back on the map worldwide. I had a lot of fun delving into this topic, and come and uh, check out our sources on the Witch Game First website.
2: Yeah, thanks for uh, showing me that, Joe. I never would have known about 6,000 piece chess unless you told me.
0: And that brings us to the end of our show. We look forward to hearing about all the game exploring you've done. If you'd like more perks and content from our show, including exclusive episodes and our brand new weekly bonus points podcast, just go to our website and become a supporter today. If you get a chance, please leave us a rating or a review. It really helps others find the show and join our chat on our discord server we are at which game first and patreon supporters get access to exclusive channels happy gaming explorers